What is going on, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of The Narcissist Code. I am your favorite self-aware narcissist, Mr. Lee Hammock, better known as Mental Illness across all social media platforms. If this is your first time seeing my face or hearing my voice, I am a diagnosed narcissist and I use my platform on social media to raise awareness for NPD, get more people into therapy like myself, four years strong since October of 2017, and also in the process of doing all of that, validate the victims and survivors of said disorder. Um, today's episode is going to be about how love is not enough for a narcissist. I know, so like, so y'all know that nothing, nothing that you do for a narcissist will ever be enough. For a real narcissistic person, nothing you do will ever be enough. That's just point blank, period, end of story. That's it. That's it right there. That's just it right there, y'all. I, I know a lot of people are, there, there's going to be a lot of points of contention here and people are going to get mad and upset or whatever. Because that's one of the main questions that I get, you know, across all my social media platforms is that, you know, why did, why would they treat somebody so badly that loves them, that only wants to love them? Why is love not enough for them? Like, why, why do you, you know, set out, set out to destroy somebody that only loves and cares about you and things like that? Because it's not enough. It might be. I'm not saying it's enough for every single person that's dealing with a narcissist, but it's not enough for the narcissist. It might be enough for you, might be enough for somebody else, one of your friends or whatnot, but it's not going to be enough for that narcissistic person. Why would it be? Because I think when people think about narcissists, you think about just somebody with a normal functioning, just every normal functioning brain, a, a neural, <laughs> I'm about to use a, a long ass description for no reason. When I like, I, all I have to do is say a, neuro, a neurotypical, like you just, you're just, a, I guess, you know, you're, you're, you're quote unquote normal human being, you know what I mean? But when you deal with a narcissist, you have to realize that, like, we, we, I don't, I don't think I'm normal. I don't want to be normal. What's your definition of normal? I think that's part of the my of my disorder, like, and how I'm dealing with it now is the fact that I, I don't think there's anything wrong with me. And most narcissists know there's something going on, but they don't think something is wrong. They know something's going on. They know that they are different. They know that they are doing you wrong, but they don't think that something is actually wrong with them to the point where they need to go sit down in the therapist's office or a therapist's chair. You know, and like, let me, uh, okay, y'all, one of my, is quick, quick rant real quick, y'all. So many people tag me and stuff. So many people like, I want, want to get other people's opinions on me. They'll tag, you know, I'll see on Instagram or something like they'll, they'll tag somebody else, tag me on somebody else's face. Hey, can you take a look at this guy and let me know what you think? He's a narcissist in recovery. Hey, he's supposedly a healing narcissist. He says he's going to therapy to heal himself. Y'all please stop lying on my damn name. I've never said, I've never said I was in recovery. I've never said I was healing. My name is mental illness, but I've never said, because I don't think that, you know, I don't view it as an illness. But and I want to help other people heal. I never said I was healing. Y'all, please stop misconstruing the stuff that I say and just inter interpreted it in your own way. And go ahead, because when you do that, you prejudge me and you make people. You, you when you say, "Hey, hey, this this guy says he's a narcissist in healing," you automatically make that the other person. You automatically put the other person that you're trying to get their opinion opinion of me about, like you automatically put them in a defensive state because people know that narcissists don't heal. So they automatically are going to think I'm lying or they're because you all you misconstrued the message or what I've said. I'm not saying you do it Ill, with ill intent, but some people, some people do. I mean, like, hey, you just kick this guy out. He's a fake, phony, healing narcissist. You know what I mean? Blah, 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 whatever. But back to the point. Please, one more time. Don't misconstrue my message. I'm not healing. I'm only in therapy. That's all I've ever said. Hey, I'm only people in therapy so they can work through their issues and learn how to deal with it and live better lives. That's all I ever said. 
I have damn near, I have 4,000 videos online right now, y'all, over the last year and a half. You, it's not in there. You won't find it. Go through. Somebody go through and do that. I know people out there that do that, do that type of stuff. But back to the point at hand. And y'all, on Sundays, I'm going to start, I'm going to stop doing one-on-ones on Sundays and just start doing a long segment. Or it's just going to be like, I'm just going to go on my rants about what I think about. Y'all sitting there questioning that you want me to rant about and go into detail. I'll just do a long-ass video about that, you know. And I'll just focus on that one video on Sundays. I won't, I won't post anything else. Just a long, one long-ass video. <laughs> you know. But back to the point. Nothing you do for a narcissist will be enough. And it all ties together, y'all. Because like I say, even me. I know people are just like, what about, hey, Lee, what about your wife? If anything, is she going to do enough? Why do y'all think I'm... I don't even I don't lump myself together with all other narcissists all the time. I don't even do that. So why do y'all do it? You think because you everybody thinks narcissists fit under this one single umbrella, this one single solitary um leaky ass umbrella. We we don't, y'all. Everybody's going to be different. Even the other self aware narcissists that I know, Cluster B Milkshake, uh Raw Motivations, Ben Taylor, you know, Sam Vagnan, HG Tudor, those folks. You know, those folks right there, um, Haven Lions, all th those folks right there, everybody's going to be different. Everybody's going to come from different perspectives and things like that. Everybody has different backgrounds and, th and things, you know. So everybody's going to be different. So why do y'all think I'm like, my wife, well, she, do she, do she doesn't worry about doing enough for me. She worry about making herself happy. That's good. I worry about making, I'm worried about making her happy because <laughs> I know like happiness escapes me. And happiness is going to escape most narcissistic people. That's why I say you can't make them happy. Y'all focus so much on trying to love them to happiness that you try to you try your hardest to just apply love. I'm going to make you happy, and you even even when you know about narcissists, even when you have the information in front of you, you still go out here and try to change that person. Even though you know that damn they they fit all the traits of narcissistic personality narcissistic personality disorder nine for nine, nine for nine. You're like damn that's nine for nine, nine for nine on the on the traits and things like that, but. You still want to try to fix them. Uh, that's the comments I get all the time. What can I do to fix them? Why do y'all want to fix other people? Because when you fix other people, you take pieces from yourself. When you give them more than you give yourself, you lose yourself. How does that not make sense? If you're taking pieces from yourself and nobody is reapplying them to you, not even you, you're not giving anything to yourself. That narcissistic person isn't giving anything back to you. You're going to lose yourself. It just makes sense. It's just logical. That's how narcissist mind works. The black and white logic. It might be illogical, but they think it's logical. So that's why I say nothing you do will ever be enough. The, the goalpost is always moving. The finish line is always getting extended. You know, you, about, you think about the cross the finish line, you close your eyes and you duck. You know how you do the Olympic sprinters? When they get to the finish line, they like kind of duck when they cross the finish line. You, get ready, you see the finish line, you come up on it, and you duck, and you open your eyes. And it's like 100 meters away from you again. Because the finish line is always moving. That's why you say you might make a narcissist happy in the moment. I say, I say happiness escapes narcissists. I didn't say they couldn't feel it. So happiness is fleeting. It comes and goes. It comes in waves and goes. So you might make them happy in the moment. Damn, I really like this. I really like, you know, I, like, I really like clapping the cheeks on a, head, on a handstand. So the next time y'all go to clap cheeks, you get on the handstand and they're not impressed with it. You're like, hey, you liked this last time. The, the finish line has moved, literally. <laughs> um but it's always it's how it always goes. Like you give, give, give. What are you receiving? I always ask that you you so giving, you're so giving, you're such an empath. You so you know you're so giving and so caring. You giving, giving, giving. What are you receiving in return? What are you receiving in return? Like what are, what are you getting in return? This person's body, their essence, their presence. That's it. They're not giving you anything in return until sometimes until you get ready to leave. If you fi finally decide to pack your bags up, guess what? 
that handstand don't look so bad no more. The handstand y'all was doing earlier, damn, I love that handstand. You're like, oh, it works again? Let me do it and do it again. You know what I mean? It works again. They'll give you little bits and pieces. That's called intermittent reinforcement. That's when they just, they just reinforce giving you less, giving you less and less and less, and you're happy with less. You know, when you haven't been touched or loved on in a month, a kiss on the cheek feels a lot more. A kiss on the cheek might, you know, might cause you some body quavers or some body quakes or whatever. You know what I mean? A kiss on the cheek might, you know, might pe- make people, you know, stand at, stand at attention. You just never know. If, you, if you've if you been starved for it long enough, uh, if you've been starved the food long enough, all food tends to taste good. You can go out there, what did they say? You can go three weeks without eating. So that, you know, 21 days. So the day 20, you don't like tofu? I bet I guarantee that tofu, that tofu tastes like filet mignon. Just like re- bread crummy, the narcissists do. They haven't kissed you in three months. Guess what? That little peck on the cheek, a goodbye. Ooh, you got flutter. Your butterflies are back, right? Those butterflies are not back. They are dead. And they, just because they kiss you hard enough, cause the butterflies to shake around. It feels like they're alive, but they're dead. They just fell off the roof of your stomach into the bottom. Ooh, they, the butterflies are fluttering again. They're dead. That bread crummy does not work. It should not work. Don't allow it to work. You, you you get so beat down in these toxic narcissist relationships that you are willing to accept so much less as long as you think the other person is happy. But they're not happy. You can tell that they're not happy because they, they let you know that they're not happy. Sometimes they leave you. Sometimes they cheat on you. You know what I mean? Sometimes they leave. Sometimes they cheat. Sometimes they come back. They keep you as a side chick. Imagine going from a, or a side dude. Imagine going from somebody, somebody's husband or wife. To their mistress or, or I keep what is the, the the male version of mistress like I, what is the male version of mistress that bug that bugs me that's one of the things that bugs me in the middle of a video y'all what is the male version of a mistress <laughs> is it a gigolo like like Bruce like Deuce Bigelow male version I'm sorry I'm doing work uh, uh a mistress male version of mistress is called. Paramore, yay! Paramore is sometimes used, but this term can apply to a partner. Oh, this sucks. Mistress, no. So a, a paramour, or whatever. You know what I mean? Imagine going from a, the, the husband and wife to a mistress or a paramour. That would suck. That would suck. Like always, ask yourself, what are you getting in return? Write it down. Write down. Like I said I did a cost-benefit analysis before. Write this stuff down. What are you getting in return for all this stuff that you're giving to them? Like literally, what are you getting in return? What 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 is your return on investment? Like typically, when people invest money, time, effort, energy, you're expecting something. You're expecting to get more out of it. You're expecting. I mean, there's a there's a risk with it. You know what I mean? There's a risk with it. There's a risk that comes with investing. Sometimes you you invest a lot, you get you might lose your investment. But if you're smart, you pull out, you start over again. You can you, know, re, you can regroup. But some people they just keep their, their money in that stock, and you end up owing. You're like, damn, how did, how did I go from up 10000 to owing 4000 Damn. But you're still in there. I'm like, hey, it's not a loss till you pull out. And then guess what? When you get ready, when you, when you finally decide to go ahead and leave that person, they'll call you a quitter. And somebody said, mistress is gigolo. Yeah, uh, male mistress is gigolo. So I was right on that. But um, that's, that's, they'll call you a quitter. Imagine working hard as hell on a relationship, forgiving them for the uh, atrocious things that they do. Working hard, giving them everything they want need, only to be called a quitter in the end. They'll call you a quitter in the end. Like you give up on you giving up on us. You're not gonna work for us. You're not gonna fight for us. Who are you fighting against? Y'all heard me say this before if you're an OG here. If you've been following me for a while, you heard me say this before. When somebody asks you a question, asks you that stuff, oh well, you're not gonna fight for us? Ask them how did it, how do I fight for you? 
Do I actually have to fight you? Who am I fighting? You? What am I fighting against? You? You're the one cheating. You're the one lying. You're the one stealing money. You're the one addicted to, uh, you know, corn, corno. You're the one addicted to all this other stuff. Now, I, I, you know, that's the type of stuff. Like, who are you? Who are you fighting? What are you? Like I said, what are you giving up? You know what I mean? So it, the goalpost is always moving. You're nothing would be enough for that type of person. I'm just telling you. You know, just like believe you, you. But why y'all always trying to compare me to, to who you dealing with? And this is gonna sound narcissistic, but I'm not them. Y'all just like believe you made it work, but yeah, me. Ask your person. This is how you can you can tell y'all. Go ask your person right now if you feel comfortable. So first of all, if you don't feel like you can ask that person this question anyway, that's a huge red flag. You mean you don't feel like you can go up to your person and ask them something like that? That's a red flag in the in and of itself. If you're on my podcast, I'm waving a red flag. I'm a little red flag. I'm I'm flapping it right now. If you feel like you can't go ask that person a simple question, that's a red flag that you don't have a voice in your relationship, or you're scared to voice your opinion because you you know you know there's gonna be some you know, some pushback on it. So go ask them this question if you can. Hey, honey, honey bunny. Hey, honey bunny, bunny runny. Hey, uh, do, do, you, do you do you the next over the next fifteen years? Could you do a lot of personal development on yourself? Including going to therapy for the rest of your life just to make me happy and work on yourself? No. Okay. The rest of their lives. They can't, you can't even get them to, to talk to you. How the hell do you, you think they're going to go to therapy? That's what I'm saying, y'all. I'm not saying I'm better than them. I'm just saying I'm putting in a different a level of different work. There's very few of us out here putting this work in. Shout out Ben Taylor. Shout out Cluster B Milkshake. But anyways, y'all, I really, truly appreciate every single one of y'all. I'm super thankful for y'all. I, I really, really am. Like and subscribe for more. Turn on turn on those notifications. I'm going live here more often than y'all, I promise. Mental illness is out. Peace. And my podcasters, y'all know what it is. Hit me that five stars for me. I truly appreciate every single one of y'all. If y'all haven't followed the YouTube channel, you're missing out because I, I post a lot more on my YouTube than my podcast. Um... I'm super thankful for y'all. Anyway, all the people donating to the channel, I really super. I mean, I'm just y'all. I'm I'm thankful. I'm grateful. And guess what? The goalpost is not moving here, folks. The finish line is staying is staying steady. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. I really truly appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. Peace.